It's time to hear the story, make the connection, learn the lesson, and gain the wisdom. Are you ready? Let's get charged and be changed. The Sister Speak Brother Break Show. Conversations on grace, healing, and deliverance. This is Marcy Bush. Come on, let's journey together. Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Sister Speak Brother Break Show with Marcy Bush. Um, I am Marcy, and I am joined today with Colby Harris. I'm joined by Colby. This is actually the second episode. Um, We thought we were going to be able to, I thought, (laughs) we might be able to do it in one, but that did not happen. And so if you weren't able to see the first episode, this might be a good time to go back and check that out. Um, because we're moving on into his story. And I think there are some very um, important points that have already been made about what has made this young man who he is. And um, so at the end of the last episode, we were talking about the losses that Colby has experienced. And so he's the middle child of nine boys, And he shared with us that at this point in his life, he has lost three brothers and his father. Um, And so we're just talking about loss and the role that it has played in his life. So that's where we're picking up. So Colby, thanks for being here. And like we said, we're just going to jump right back in. Um, What you've told us about who you lost, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. But were there any truths that you became aware of after those losses? Um, Or I can put it like this too. mm -hmm. What have you learned about loss and its effects? Um, I, I learned a lot. I mean, I learned a lot from when you when you go through that many experiences, like death um, is around you, like you know, you, I, I think about it a lot. Um, I prepare my kids in that way. Okay. Um, I, I prepare my family, given that that happens to okay. me. Um, I'm. You know, it becomes like this, like I'm no stranger to it now, right? right? So, so how do you prepare them? Um, just conversations. And it's just like, look, if something happened to me, this is what you're supposed to do. Okay. This is what I left for you. This is, this is the steps that you need to go to move forward. Okay. Um, the conversations I also have with, with, with my brothers. Um, I let them know, like, uh, and it's probably fresh. Um, what happens to what happens to our legacy? What happens to where we're supposed to go if something ha- happens to me? Who picks it up? Mm-hmm. Who continues on? Like, like there's like it has to be a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, I feel like in the conversation I was having with them was like many of us um, haven't seen a win since slavery. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think that deep about it. Mm-hmm. Post-slavery, post-segregation, like, when are the wins? When do your family finally get to a place where it's like, all right, we're good, mm-hmm. right? And you, you, you're setting up the next generations to fall into 
this opportunity where they don't have to struggle or they don't have. So for me, it's it's about making sure that legacy is left. So the conversations, which is um, for a lot of us are hard to have, um, right. but I deal with the reality that it's possible, right? So yeah, I, um, I prepare them. I have the conversations. Um, even when we were going through the losses, I would sit my kids down and I would have that conversation with them and I would cry with them Good. in those moments of like, Good. Oh, when you lost your uncle, um, your your grandfather is gone, mm -hmm. you know, and just have those conversations. Um, only only for, I, I guess my reasoning for it, I, I think um, um, we grew up in a seri in a in a situation where um, we're having these conversations was foreign, mm -hmm. you know, so like. If you don't tap into your feelings, it's not about this, it's not about... So, for me, I want to create an, a healthy environment. So, my kids have... I've only ever seen my dad cry twice. Okay. That was the... Um, well, three times. I've seen him cry three times. One, i seen him cry when um, Christmas, and he didn't have any money mm -hmm. to provide gifts for his kids. Okay. Um, the other time... I've seen him cry uh, when um, um, I was in sports and they were saying that I needed back surgery. I've seen him cry then. And the last time I seen him cry was when he uh, was wrongfully sent to prison. He went to prison, came out in seven, eight months, and he was just talking about um, how other men don't have a, a lack of care for humanity. And he cried about being in that situation. Mm -hmm. But... Um, so for me, with my kids, I shed a tear and I let them know that like, all right, Pops ain't just this tough guy. Mm -hmm. um, I may be to the public or I may be outside, but when it comes to you, I'm human too, so yeah. Where do you think you even, how did you come about that? Mm -hmm. Like, how did you find, mm -hmm. because like you said, this, this was foreign to you. Sure. So when did this become familiar or what made you know that you needed to make it familiar? Yeah. Um, when, when I realized that um, the things that I can't control is never going to stop. Right. So for me, it's like you like these things are happening. And like, what do you what do you do? You act like they don't exist. Like, no, like you you either. Uh, become changed by it, you conform to it, like whatever you do. And for me, it was just turning just um, this positive spin off, off of it, um, using it as an opportunity to learn from it. Um, and I mean, you know, one thing I, I think about like now is like what, what differences or what things would have been said having those conversations with my brothers with my, with my, today, like, if I had those conversations with them, what, what regrets or what things would they say, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, for me, me channeling that pro thought process allows me to think of, like, all right, what, I'll, I'll give it to you straight like this, I think about all the time, like, what happens if something happens to me, mm -hmm. right, what, 
Um, the one thing that I know is consistent, the world just, the world is going to turn anyway, mm -hmm. right? Right. E everybody go to the, go back to regular scheduled program and that's mm -hmm. what, what happens. Mm -hmm. People go to live their life and the, the feelings that you have become faint, you know, mm -hmm. like what happens in those moments. So for me, it made me um, really want to hone in on the moments that I can make memorable for them, but also cherishable for me. Okay. So, yeah. That's good. So, can you remember what the pivotal point was in your life that caused you to go from, um, I guess, seeing the negative or knowing that you had to, you had to make it, you had to, like, okay, we're, we're struggling to, mm -hmm. like, your feet being planted and you know, and okay, I gotta, I gotta pivot. I gotta mm -hmm. swing this. Do you, do you remember what happened to bring you there? Um. Yeah. Uh. I well, I remember a conversation I had. This is this was before the, the storm of the deaths, right? Um, we were outside. Um, we were, um, we lived in the cul-de-sac, so, uh, we were, all talking, and it was something that was happening, but. I, like God has given me with this vibe, like I could feel energy. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I can always you know, pretty much determine when things are gonna go, not all the time, but like I would notice like certain things out there. It's like, nah, something, something about to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I remember being outside and having this conversation with, uh, with all the guys and uh, Marcus was out there and I was like, Something is about to happen, and it's going to happen real close. But I didn't know what I was saying. Mm -hmm. I just knew that something was going to mm -hmm. happen. And then a few months later, he get killed. Okay. So for me, it was like, then I started to understand, and all right, this is a loop. Mm -hmm. Like, we're stuck in almost like a trance. Like, why do these, these things keep happening? Mm -hmm. Someone um, uh, lose their car, car break down around the same time of the year. Every year, somebody get locked mm -hmm. up around the same time. Mm -hmm. um, somebody dies around the same time. It's like, what are these seasons and what are they? Why are we experiencing these things? Mm -hmm. And um, it allowed me, those deaths allowed me to really kind of push back and look at things from a broader perspective, mm -hmm. opposed to staying in the moment and only being in that moment. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Well. We're gonna kind of come up some. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're? Are you satisfied with where you are right now in your life? Um, I, I'm satisfied with where I'm going. Right? I, like, nah. I, I, I guess to a certain level, a certain level of uh, satisfaction, you have to have some type of, you know, comfort there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm not comfortable. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, I had this conversation with my brothers about, hey, look, like, what happens if something happens? Mm -hmm. What happens? What are we going to do? Mm -hmm. Like, what, how do we move forward? Who's going to pick it up? Mm -hmm. Because we don't know. We can't play these. So for me, um, I really feel like I don't, I don't really get the, um, uh, as weird as it sounds, I don't, I don't, maybe my son, maybe mm -hmm. his, his son, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I don't get the, because this is the time to sacrifice, not to be satisfied. Mm -hmm. It's where I'm at. Like, we're on a mission. We have to continue the mission, allow that to be a thing, 
my son pick it up, and then maybe we can uh, live in the the glories <laughs> of what uh, your grandpa really sacrificed. But mm -hmm. till the end, it's like, nah, yeah. Gotcha. So when you look back over your life, and then you look at your children, mm -hmm. these children that God has entrusted you with, right? Um, what is your desire for your children's future? Um, and do you think you have that desire from where you are, or did that was that desire birthed from where you were? Um, I, I I believe it was always in me. Yeah, I believe it, it woke up with the situations, right? Because um, I always knew that I was different. Uh, from from my uh, children, I um, I don't know. You know, I I want them to be fearless, but dangerous. <laughs> you know, in the sense of like, nah, like, like we're we're continuing this mission, mm -hmm. right? And I don't think like. It's just a different walk. It's a different tone. I, I, I heard a coach a while back, and he said, um, he said, the way you should walk, this is how you should think about it, right? And it, it was powerful to me, and I truly understood what he meant. He was like, when you step, the earth should move, mm. right? And, and I learned the art of making the earth shake when I walk, right? Okay. So... For me, it's like I want my kids to have that same might where it's who is that when they walk in the room, mm -hmm. right? Like, who are they? What do they do? Like, mm -hmm. but you just know that there's a light. There's something that's trailing behind them. And they're here. They're showing up for a reason, you know? Right. If, if, um, if um, somebody powerful walked in the room now, you know, the people will probably be in awe of the moment, but you will probably download that moment to be probably one of the most memorable moments of your life. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like the unseen part. Like, that's the part that I, I want for my children. Mm -hmm. uh, er everything else, it, I believe it'll come. You know, as long as they, you know, abuse or what um, my wife and I uh, instilled in them, like, mm -hmm. they're going to be good. You know, mm -hmm. and organically, whoever God wants them to become is going to happen, right? Okay. I just want to make sure they got the tools and the resources to become that faster, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? A lot mm -hmm. sooner than I did, right? You know, so yeah. Do you, when you look back over your life, mm -hmm. and I heard you talk about your wife and all, who are some of those people that you feel like made, again, because of our previous yeah. conversations? I know some things, but. Like, who are some of the people that you can thank for where you are today? Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, my wife, um, homegirl held me down. <laughs> like, when I was just, you know, only way I could really say it, when I was a bum. Like, when I was, my brother had just got killed and I, like, I didn't know. I didn't know I didn't want what, what I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. And, um, um she was tough enough to stay around when I was going through the processes of becoming a man, just really understanding what I was gifted to do, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, um, also uh, my stepmother, like um, she played an intricate part. She was sent, like, there is no way, like, I don't like nobody, 
I don't, I've never heard of it. And I'm sure it exists, but I've never heard of it where somebody come in, take care of seven, eight boys that's not yours. Like, I don't, like, I don't think that's a thing. Like, right. you were sent. Like, right. Somebody sent you on a mission <laughs> to ignite this little boy at a time, and this little boy is you know, about to take on the world. So, yes. like, that's, like, for me, um, that's, I don't know, of course, other little people um, in between, but um, the huge, like, contribution, like, like you said, you said, um, like, uh, you can't, you would probably imagine me being somewhere different with the situations, with the, with the mm -hmm. losses, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm uh, like, man, look, look, I don't know how God holding this thing. <laughs> like, I just don't know. I mean, like, I don't think, uh, I don't think humanly we have that power to uphold yourself to be what you are and in the capacity that it is without understanding that, you know what I'm saying? There's mm -hmm. some divine workings behind yes. it. There's something else that's going on. Yes. And you can't, I can't truly understand, but I, but I see a lot of the moves. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of, okay, all right, God, I see this. Mm -hmm. I see that. But, um, just, just knowing that, um, whatever your story is, whatever your greatness is, like, it's beyond you. Yes. It's like, this, it's beyond me. Like, when, even when I, when I go and I speak, I zone out. I zone out into a place. <laughs> Beyonce talk about, like, where she talked about how she turned into Sasha Fierce, right? Mm -hmm. um, for me, like, that's, that's who Cousin Kobe is. When I'm in front of these three, four, five hundred, six hundred students, and it's like, I'm zoned, but, mm -hmm. but I'm so determined. Like, mm -hmm. this is the mission. Like, mm -hmm. I'm determined for you to get it. Right. Because nobody gave it to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, but you, mm -hmm. but you may get something out of what I'm saying. So mm -hmm. yeah. when we talk about the losses and then as I'm looking at you, mm -hmm. um, it's almost like sensing that not only did the enemy want you to lose, mm -hmm. he wanted you to be gone. Because yeah. this right here yeah. is the reminder yeah. to me. So yeah. tell me about what happened right here. Um, yeah, so when I was 17, I got in a car accident and... Um, uh, I was working at this was my first job. It's funny um, because I, I think I got like the first check somewhere. But <laughs> um, anyway, um, um, so we were we were leaving, closing up shift, and um, I was getting a ride from my manager to go home uh, or ride home. And um, it was, actually, it was three of us that was getting a ride. She was driving. She had just got our new car. Um, one of the guys was in the front. The guy was sitting next to me. And then, but I was, I was sitting on the right passenger side, but I was due to get dropped off first because the, the route, my, mm -hmm. my place, you know, my, where I lived at, it was, you know, first on the spot, but mm -hmm. for some reason she didn't want to go that, go that route. She skipped it. We passed my, my house and, you know, I'm just kind of down for the ride. All right, let's go. Mm -hmm. And, um, we go all the way into, uh, Hebsonville where they stopped putting the street lights up. On um, uh, we drop off uh, one of the guys, and um, because she got a new car, the guy in the passenger seat asked her. He's like, "Yo, you ever maxed out this car?" And I think uh, maybe it was around that time Fast and Furious was a thing, mm -hmm. so a lot of people was like, felt like they they could do what they do in the movies. Right. But anyway, 
Um, so she started to max out the car as we're leaving. And we're on this weird road where um, you have to actually, in order to see the stop sign, you, you, you're coming down a hill. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't see it until, mm-hmm. unless you read the sign before then. So she's going, I don't know, I don't know how fast. At that moment, I remember, like, all right, and this is me tapping back in, just knowing that God, like, just just give me this gift of vibing out energies. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm there and I'm like, man, let me just pray. Right? <laughs> like I ain't no punk, but like <laughs> let me let me let me just pray. So and I pray just in case something were to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as I open my eyes, all I see is lights. And at that moment I felt her breaking, but everything went silent. Like everything went silent. I couldn't hear anything. And I'm looking at these lights and then boom, impact. And I didn't have my seatbelt on. Mm. So um, we get hit and now like the sound doesn't come back to impact. And then now I was on the passenger side of this, uh, uh, in the back. And now I'm in the middle of the car. And I'm looking, we're all kind of dazed at what happened. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I just start, what I thought was just sweat coming down my face. And um, then I touched it and I'm like, oh, I'm bleeding. Mm-hmm. And the guy in the passenger seat, he's like, no, you're not. And he looked and he, mm-hmm. <laughs> he gave me the big eyes. And um, uh, yeah, so I got in a car accident and um, uh, was the only one hurt probably mm. could have died in that situation. And um, that was just one of my um, near-death <laughs> experiences. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But again, he kept you. Yeah. He kept you. And I know that over the course of these, you know, as we continue these shows, I'm sure you will be back. Yeah. You'll be back at the table. I don't know if it'll be one-on-one, mm-hmm. round table, mm-hmm. but I know you have so much to um, give so much to offer, so much to encourage people right. with. But before we go, as we're approaching the close of this show, mm-hmm. there's a segment that we have called At the Core. Okay. And it's almost kind of like it's this series of questions that require anything from just a few words to maybe a couple of sentences. Mm-hmm. And so um, I guess the first one, if you had to describe your overall life, mm-hmm. In just three words, what would those words be? Um, <laughs> I, I first words that come to mind is like feel like fearless, um, ambitious, and then I gotta throw like a something different in there. Like I was saying earlier, just dangerous. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is a synonym for Colby Harris? I don't know. What would you say? (laughs) (laughs) What would you say? Um, um, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, Well, I guess I would say almost like a phenomenon. Mm. Uh, There is 
something that God has brought together here yeah. that is not normal, it's not usual. Right. It is you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so since you put me on the spot, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to people who find themselves in the grips of grief right now? Um, the pain is inevitable, but the suffering is optional. Mm. Um, one thing that I learned just, just going through that is like, um, my dad used to say this, choosing not to choose is a, is a decision, right? Mm -hmm. So you have one of many choices in those moments of grief. And one of those choices is like, you can choose to suffer. Mm -hmm. If you don't choose, you will deal with the suffering. Right. Or you can choose to not, mm -hmm. right? So, so that's one of the things, and I just chose not to. I chose to allow this information for this thing that I was going through to empower me yes. and push me. And, yes. uh, and it's different. You have, when you go through that, you go through a different mic. You're mm -hmm. a different beast. You're, you're different. You're different. You're different. I don't, I don't know how else to really tell you. You are different. The moment you go through death and you have to go through the process of grieving, mm -hmm. like it doesn't make you um, um, the denominator. You, you're not the lower tier. Like it puts you in a different place. So. Okay. And the last one. Mm -hmm. If this conversation between us had to be edited down to your next statement, mm -hmm. what would you want to say? Um, death ain't the death of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, death ain't the death of you. Like, and I think many people would allow, and, and it, I'm not just talking about death, death. Mm -hmm. Anything that kills off or have died in your life or whatever, like that is not the end of you. Yes. That is usually the birth and the beginning of what God got for you. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful note to end on. So I just want to thank you, Colby, for being here. And I thank, want to thank you all for joining us. And um, I do hope that you will join us next week, same place, same time, for the Sister Speak Brother Break Show. Be blessed. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you've been blessed by today's show, feel free to let us know. And if you'd like to sow into this ministry, become a sponsor or contact us. You can reach us at 803-221-0169. Or you can email us at the SSBB show at gmail.com. Let's continue this journey together. A few days just laying around. He took me to the emergency room. They ran tests and they said that I have Crohn's disease. So that's... Were you familiar with Crohn's at that time? Not at all. Never heard of it. So when the doctor came and told me and my parents what it was, we had to do some research. His nurses had to come in, tell me about it and stuff like that. But the most easiest way that I could describe what it is, cause of course, once you have it and everybody's saying, what's wrong, what's wrong, what is it? But the easiest way for me to explain it, it's a cold that comes every now and then They'll never go away. Mm -hmm. But um, medication keeps the flares down. But it has to do with my.